At Brand Mary, we believe in the power of storytelling. So we're on a mission to help entrepreneurs own and monetize their story through personal branding and advanced marketing strategies. Build a brand, market with ease, create more income and impact. Welcome to the Brand Mary Podcast. Happy February, y'all. If you are listening to this in real time, it's a new month. And I got to be really honest with you, January was rough. I have a funny feeling like you felt the exact same way. <laughs> I talked to so many of my clients, uh, my one-on-one clients, my uh, members inside of Brand Mary Academy, my friends, my colleagues, my f- freaking family. And it was just like a universal, like, what is actually happening? You know, I feel like, especially for me, I've talked about this a lot on the podcast where I talk about planning and productivity. And in December, I released a ton of episodes on, you know, how I prep for things. And I honestly usually hit the ground running pretty strong in the new year. And this new year, I happened to get sick on New Year's Eve. And then I feel like I finally got my footing like, you know, two weeks or a week before the end of the month and then suddenly here we are. So I am declaring, and I know it's past, but I have declared that February is the new January. So welcome to the new year. (laughs) If you too felt like you needed a fresh start after January, uh, I'm here for it. We're here. We're totally here for it. And I um, am right there with you. So I'm feeling pretty energized over here at Brand Mary. We just wrapped up a live doors open to Brand Mary Academy. If you're new around here, Brand Mary Academy is my marketing membership, which teaches entrepreneurs how to get their brand seen and paid without relying on social media. So really tapping into advanced marketing strategies uh, like SEO, Pinterest, those different things, as well as utilizing their email list. And in the last episode, uh, which was released on January 27th, I believe, I shared more about email marketing and my top tips for growing your email list. I really broke down the whole funnel mystery and like what goes where and what you need, as well as some of my top tips for just email marketing in general uh, in 2022. And so I thought I would follow it up with a question that I get a lot, which is about the very first part of that whole email funnel thing. You know, one of the things that I believe is such an important component to growing your email list is your landing page. So to just back it up just a smidge in case you didn't listen to that previous episode, which of course I recommend you check out, uh, literally the one right before this, episode 33. The landing page is essentially where someone will land who is interested in your free offer. So I really believe that every type of business should have an email list. I'm talking nonprofits to, you know, coaches to you have a product base to you do events. I don't care, right? I really believe that you should have an email list, which is really a database of your own. Incredibly, incredibly important. And so as you're learning to market your freebie, your, you know, ultimately your email list, giving your prospects a gift, right, in exchange for their name and their email to welcome them into your world. You you want to be sending them to a central spot. 
it's very, I think, very confusing for a lot of entrepreneurs. They think, oh, I have a pop-up on my website or I have uh, a landing, you know, an opt-in box embedded on my website. I'll just send people there. But the reality is that that can decrease your conversions because there's a lot of information on your website. There's your story. There's how to work with you. There's your blog that someone might go there with the full intention of you know, opting into this freebie that you're giving them and get lost and get confused and get distracted and then suddenly you've lost a really hot lead. And so one of the things that is so beneficial and I believe a must when it comes to email marketing is having a landing page that is dedicated, dedicated to sharing information about your freebie and getting their name and their email address. And that is its sole purpose. And this is, I think, important no matter how you're marketing. Again, I wouldn't suggest that you just send someone to a website if you're like, go grab my five tips for this and just head to my website and find it, right? We want to send them to a very specific spot, but this is even more crucial if you're doing any type of advertising. So things like Facebook ads or, um, you know, Pinterest ads, which I love to teach inside of Primary Academy. If you're marketing specifically this freebie, these five tips on, you know, whatever, you want to send them to a, a landing page where they're going to just take that next step. Because otherwise, you're going to be spending a lot of money. You might be getting a lot of clicks. And you're going to notice that you have very few people actually taking advantage of your opt-in because they got distracted. So today, I wanted to share with you some of my favorite ways. I've got six to actually increase conversions on your landing page. And I have used all of these at various times uh, in my business from, you know, tweaking these different elements. So I'll start with these six, right? This is kind of my base. I want to make sure every page hits on these marks. And then anytime I'm noticing that, ooh, something seems a little off, I'll go in and I'll just start going down the list and updating one thing at a time to see if it increases conversions. And some of these bad boys here have increased conversions as much as like 30% on my landing pages. Now, I'm going to share these six tips with you, um, but I'm going to be using a lot of lingo, obviously, around conversions and things like that. So real quick, let's talk about conversions. Conversions are essentially the number of people or the percentage of individuals who land on this page and actually convert. And since our conversion metric is getting their name and their email address, that's essentially what we're wanting to gauge. Of the people that land on your landing page, how many, what percentage actually follow through and give their name and their email address and receive your freebie? So industry standard tells us that around 30% is, is good. But I really, really encourage my clients to shoot more for 50%. And yes, I'm talking still about a cold audience. Now, you're not always going to get that 50% mark. It does depend on how familiar your audience is with the whole concept of a freebie. Um, it does, you know, obviously your marketing plays a huge role. Your copy, your messaging, all of that plays a big role. But that's kind of your middle ground, 30 to 50%. And most email platforms will give you this data, which is why we highly recommend that you you choose an email platform that has these automated, uh, you know, abilities that has this data for you, so you don't have to figure it out on your own. So the one that we love at Primary is ConvertKit. I talk about them a lot. Uh, we've been using them for years. I still I love them. I just love them, and. Um, my clients use a variety of different things. I'd say the majority definitely use ConvertKit for its automation, for its deliverability, uh, the fact that it has landing pages, it has its forms built in, all that stuff. So um, 
I wanted to get those main questions out of the way. Like, what is the landing page? Why is it important? Uh, you know, what are conversions that you keep talking about, Michelle? What's a good metric for that? And what's your favorite platform? So we did it. Also, caveat, I we do use lead pages, lead pages, L-E-A-D pages, uh, for landing pages for my business specifically. And the reason for that is I have been advertising for many years on various platforms. I go through seasons where I'll advertise and seasons where I don't. But at the time when I started advertising, Lead Pages was a huge player. Um, my mentor at the time really suggested it. I've really loved doing my landing pages on that platform. Um, but it's not necessary. You could absolutely do all of this with ConvertKit. The biggest thing is that Lead Pages is built specifically for landing pages, and so there's definitely more customization. So that's just some a little behind the scenes of Brimary, what we do, what I like. So let's talk a bit about those six tips that I have for you. Again, we're focused on increasing conversions on your landing page. So the very first thing that is so important, because remember, we talked about distractions, and we talked about not distracting your audience. So we want to make sure that this page is a specific page dedicated to your opt-in, meaning you're not also going to talk about a bunch of your offers and you're not going to embed a blog post and you're not going to make a one-pager with just so much different information. It's just about your opt-in, your freebie. And so when you're designing this, whether you're going to build a landing page through maybe a platform like ConvertKit or Lead Pages, or you're just going to build one out on your website, you want to make sure that the page itself is dedicated, dedicated to messaging your freebie, your lead magnet, your opt-in, whatever the heck you want to call it. I wish we had just one term that we all used. Um, and the ultimate goal, which is getting their name and email address, okay? And so that is the point. Now, this specific page you would use, as I mentioned before, maybe in advertising, if you're running Facebook ads or Pinterest ads specifically, you know, you'd put this link on the back and you'd send people there. I recommend having a specific landing page if you're using social media to market. So in your, you know, your bio, or maybe you have a bunch of different links that you're sharing, you have a link to this specific landing page. Anytime you're talking about it, let's say you're going to do a live video and you're like, go get my five tips at brandmary.com slash tips, right? That's going directly to the landing page. Things like marketing on YouTube or podcasts or different things like that. You want to have a very kind of clean link that takes them directly to that page. So that is key, all right? So number one, make sure, please, please make sure. I know I've said it already. I'm going to say it again. This page is 100% dedicated to the opt-in, okay? So then that leads me to my second tip for increasing conversions, and that is to make sure that even though this page is dedicated, right? We've got this whole dedicated page to marketing your, your opt-in, your messaging around your opt-in, getting their name and their email address. That means I don't want any outside links either, okay? <laughs> so two things I see all the time when I'm offering, you know, uh, suggestions and audits for my clients inside of Brand Mary Academy. One, no navigation. Because again, if we leave our navigation on the top, like if you're building this on your website, you're, com you're giving them a way to get distracted. They can click through and read your whole freaking story. They can go to your blog and then suddenly they've forgotten why they came to this page in the first place. So I always recommend 
If you are building it on your website that you implement a little bit of code, you can always just Google like remove header and your website, put a little bit of code to remove the navigation and the footer if you can. That can be incredibly helpful. We have I have seen this with clients time and time again where they've built it out on their own website and they're seeing really, really low conversions and we remove the header and the footer and we watch conversions improve because people were just getting distracted. The other place I see this external link stuff popping up is that people will want to share maybe additional resources to boost their credibility, let's say. So you say, I've been featured on this podcast, this podcast, and this podcast, and then you're linking to those actual podcasts, okay? So you're, again, offering up a distraction that's ultimately taking your prospect off of this landing page, off of your website, which we don't want to do. Another place I see this popping up is, you know, many of my clients, myself included, love to have a little bio just to show authority, just to show credibility in case someone has never heard of you before, comes to this page and wants to know, why should I listen to this person, right? And what they'll do is they'll link to their About Me page. Again, no, we don't want to distract them. We don't want to send them somewhere else. Instead, I would rather you pull some key pieces of your bio, some key credibility pieces. Maybe even if you're inside a Brand Mary Academy um, or you've gotten my brand bio through another program, I have a professional bio template that I give my clients and you could just use that, right? It's a professional bio that shares a little bit more about your credibility, maybe how long you've been doing this, your mission, a little bit of relatability, and that's it. But don't link to then your full story. So again, the second tip is after you've got that first tip that this page is dedicated solely to your lead magnet, to messaging it and to getting that name in the email address, the second thing is to make sure that you're not distracting them, offering up distractions really, with a navigation and any external links, okay? So we don't want them to leave this page until they have taken action and put in their name and their email address, right? And if someone's like, oh, this isn't for me, then they can just exit out. <laughs> um, you'll watch your, your conversions ultimately improve by making these two adjustments. Okay, the third one that I think is so underrated in terms of like impact is the color of your button. So um, when we have, a, maybe you're embedding a form, right? And the form has, you know, a spot for their name and the spot for their email address. And then you have a, a button and the button is just black. And it's the exact same color as everything else on the page, all the text, all the headers and everything. It's very easy for people to miss it, right? It's very, very easy for them to ultimately uh, just scroll right past that. And, and then be like, oh, okay, well, I, you know, and then they just leave because it is what it is. Um, you really want to make sure that your buttons, and this goes for your website too, y'all. This isn't just a landing page, but you really want to make sure that your buttons are eye-catchy, okay? Now, you have the option to embed your form, right? So let's say you're going through ConvertKit, you set up a form, it gives you a name and an email address and a little button. You can embed that. That is one way to capture leads. Another way to capture leads, and one that has proven to increase conversions, is called a double-click event. Now, th what this means is that you'll have a button on your landing page. You can look at any of mine. <laughs> All of mine are pretty much double-click events. Uh, a button on the landing page that says, sign up now, get this resource, join now, right? Very specific CTAs. And when they click the button, a box pops up. 
that asks for their information, their name and their email address, all right? The reason that this has been shown to increase conversions is because people, when they land on the page, they're not seeing like the blank forms for their name and their email address and getting just deterred like right away. They're actually reading the page and saying, oh, wow, this is this is compelling to me. Oh, this is exactly what I need. And you're kind of buying them into exactly what you're marketing. And then they're taking that action to click the button. They're like, yes, I'm totally ready here. So whichever event you have, again, the double click event is one that will show an increase in conversions overall, whichever one you're you're offering, you want to make sure that the button that they have to push, right, is standing out on the page. So if your main font is black and then you went and had headers that are orange, I need a button that's like a different color. Uh, the button colors that we have found to work really, really well for us, and I've seen statistics on this as well, are in the like orange and yellow and red wheelhouse. Uh, They tend to get people to gravitate towards that color to kind of stop mid-track. And so they work really well for actually saying like, oh, this is exactly what I need to do. This is the next step. But I've also had pages where I've used yellow and then I switched it out for, you know, a, a, a blue or a green and that helped as well. So you definitely want to play with it. But I would say if you can find a variation within your brand colors for a red, orange, or a yellow, they tend to work best. And so you want that button to stand out. You don't want it to be tiny. You want it to be a good size. You want it to be a a color that pops and you want to have a very clear call to action on it. What are you asking them to do? Register, sign up, get the freebie, download it now. You know, what, what ultimately are you asking them to do and making that crystal clear? So This is the one that if I'm seeing conversions aren't where I would personally like them to be, then what I'll do is I will go in and I will adjust my button right away. And that typically will increase conversions right out of the gate. So that's just another one. Like set it up. Keep that in mind. You want that to be really, really, you know, prominent, the button on the page. But also, if you start, you know, getting traffic and and seeing that, oh, people are landing, but my conversions aren't exactly where I want them to be between that 30 and 50% mark, go and just change your button and see what happens. (laughs) Because it's always made such a big difference for me. Okay, so then that leads me to the last uh, two points, three points. I got three points. Yes, I'm on three. Hello. All right, we've done three points. Remember, a specific page dedicated to your opt-in. No outside links or navigation. We don't want to distract them. Um, And the button color, okay? The button color and the prominence on, on the page. So we've got three more. All right, number four. Number four is all about your title. It is incredibly important that people understand what they are getting. And more than that, how it's going to benefit them. So having a clear title on your landing page is incredibly important. This is why you'll see things like, uh, you know, a 90-day content calendar template, five ways to improve your brand. What is your brand story? Take the quiz, right? It's like ultimately, hey, this is exactly what you're getting from me. So we don't want this to be cute, we want it to be direct, and we want them to be able to look at it and say, oh my gosh, yes, I need that. Like, they should be sold right on that title. And what I love to do is I love to create a really 
strong title that, you know, ultimately tells them this is what I'm going to give you and then incorporate a subtitle that talks a little bit more about the benefit of it. So ultimately, you know, five ways to improve your website so that and then the subject line would be that so that you can stop using losing leads and increasing conversions, right? So we've got what I'm giving them are five ways to improve their website. And the benefit of that is so that they can stop losing leads and increase conversions. So I love a good title, subtitle. You can obviously play with this. Title is a non-negotiable and it needs to be super clear. They need to know exactly what they are getting so that they take action. The next piece, number five, um, it are the clear benefits, okay? So I love to use bullets on my landing page. You could use icons, you could use boxes, whatever, but we don't want these to get lost in like a paragraph. In fact, very, very rarely will I suggest you write any long form type of copy on a landing page. We want to keep it really easy to consume really, really fast. So one of the things that I love to do is I love to have my title and my, uh, my subtitle and then a little bit further down the page, I like to include, hey, what's actually in it for my ideal customer? So what I love to use is language around, with this freebie you will, or by watching this training, you'll be able to, or joining us live and you'll learn, right? You get, you get the gist of it. It's setting up what they're ultimately going to be able to achieve with said freebie. And so... This is where bullets on the benefits can be incredibly beneficial. So let's say I'm sharing five ways to improve your website, right? I might then have bullets on the non-negotiable pages to have on your website in order to increase conversions. The number one thing to have on your homepage in order to make sure you don't lose leads, right? Um exactly where to put your offers on your website so they're never missed, right? Those are three things that they're ultimately going to walk away with. So I'm just going a little bit more in depth on what I'm going to share with them. Now, I always try to shoot for three because I just believe in the power of three from like, you know, a visual marketing component. But even if you have two or you have four, like I wouldn't go crazy with it. Essentially, what you want to do with these bullets is go deeper into the benefit. Like how is this ultimately going to help them? So they're already like, oh my gosh, I know exactly what I'm getting with the title. They've told me a little bit more about the subtitle. I totally see why this is important. But I'm not quite sold yet. Like what exactly is in it for me? So anyone who's still thinking that can scroll down and can see it perfectly outlined for them and then go ahead and take action. So one of the things that I always recommend my clients do on any page that they're creating, not just the landing page, we're talking sales pages, home pages, all of that, is really break up your page into sections. So in the very top, you're going to give the basic information and an option for them to take advantage of that. If someone doesn't take advantage of that, if someone doesn't opt in and they keep scrolling down to section two, what additional information do you think that they need? Then if they don't take advantage of that and they keep scrolling down, what else do you think that they need? So that's why when I'm creating landing pages and what I teach my clients inside of Brand Mary Academy is to focus on these three parts. The first one being like, hey, this is what it is. Do you want it? <laughs> right? And then a button or a form for them to grab it. 
Part two, if they don't do that, they're probably just wanting some more detail on like, how is it going to benefit me? Uh, why should I give you my name and my email address? Like, what am I ultimately going to walk away with? So that's where I like to present the bullets. And then another option to either click the button or opt into the form. And then if they're still not sold, it's usually because they don't know me, they don't trust me. And that's when we move into part three, which is the story or the authority piece. And then again, another option or a button. So you'll see we're not just you know, giving them one option, one button, one little piece of information. We're really focused on breaking it up section by section and not losing anyone along the way. Now, I will say that I have had success with just a single, very simple page that says the title, the subtitle, and the button. Um, but I think it depends. I, I think it really depends on your audience. I think it depends on what you're asking them to do. For instance, I could most likely get away with a very, very simple landing page for my content calendar. It's pretty simple. It's straightforward. It's like, yes, I know that I need that. Okay, great. But if I'm asking someone to maybe show up for a webinar and take 90 minutes out of their day, then I probably need to give them a little bit more information. So you always want to kind of gauge what the ask is. In, in terms of how much to include. But my default, my default is always those three sections. Which leads me to my last tip. The most important information needs to be above the fold. Or, as we like to call it in the digital age, above the scroll. So you've probably heard me talk about this before. This is a very old kind of advertising, marketing, you know, idea. And although marketing changes all the time, we do have very specific things that are just still relevant and have been for a very long time. One of them storytelling, one of them relationship building, another one above the fold. So if you think back to good old paper newspapers and when you were, you know, looking at the newspaper, kind of deciding maybe if this is what you wanted to, to consume, you would just look and see what was right at the top, right? You wouldn't fully unfold the paper. You'd have the most important headline, the most pressing thing right at the top. So you, when you're thinking about like the phones, when you're thinking about a computer, when you're thinking about a tablet, it's above the scroll. Before someone has to scroll down, because guess what? <laughs> we have to sell them in order to get them to scroll, right? We need the most important information at the top. So your title and any crucial information like the subtitle, if there's a specific date that something is happening, and your first button need to be before the scroll. And that's why it's important to always look at your landing pages on mobile and on desktop and maybe even on a tablet because you always want that button, that very first piece at the top. Because again, when we think back to the beginning of this episode when I shared about you know marketing your landing page, if you're, if you're marketing it on Facebook, right, you're sharing this freebie that you've got, you, you're running ads, someone's going to be ready to just like get that right away. And the second that they land on that landing page, especially if they're on mobile, they're going to be ready to click it, put their name and their email address in, and move on their way. They don't want to have to search for where to put in their information. Um, same with if you're marketing it on, a, on Instagram, right, and you're sending someone there and they're ready to take advantage of it, they want that information right at the top. So always make sure that you have your title and any important information like a date, right, if it's a live event, 
and the, the form or preferably the button that they click that opens the form above the fold. And then again, I shared a little bit more about the, the parts. Then you would essentially move into the second part as they scroll down, which would share more about the benefits. And then the third part, which would ultimately share your story. So these are six ways to improve conversions on your landing page that don't require crazy alterations. And what I recommend doing is use these six as the framework. And then if you notice that things aren't, you know, your conversions are a little low, you're not quite happy with them, adjust the buttons, right? Then look at your title, maybe adjust the title. And then if it's still not, you're still not seeing improvements, then you want to adjust the benefit. Like, is it super clear to your audience why they should opt in and why they should take advantage of this? Because as I shared in the last episode, we really need to start thinking of email addresses as currency. This is the first thing that your uh, your cold audience, your audience is ultimately going to buy in to your brand. They're saying, hey, I am willing to give you my email address and hear from you in my inbox. And that is like an exchange of money, right? And those people are more likely to buy from you um, and become paying clients and customers. And so the more that we can really think about our landing pages as many little sales pages for our freebies, because just because it's free doesn't mean everybody wants it, the higher our conversions and ultimately the success of our marketing will be. So... I hope that this episode was really helpful for you in identifying kind of the framework of a landing page as well as some different areas that you can improve. Again, we're using ConvertKit for our email marketing here at Brand Mary. I use lead pages for my landing pages, but again, you can do them through ConvertKit, absolutely. And, um, you know, the biggest the biggest obstacle that I see from entrepreneurs is that they have these landing pages and they have these awesome freebies and they've done the work and they're really feeling defeated because nobody is opting in. If that is you, you've got to look at your numbers. You've got to look at your data. How many people are actually landing on this landing page? If it is not a lot, then that tells me your marketing needs to be improved upon. Okay, that's what we teach inside of Brand Mary Academy. How do you improve your marketing so you're consistently getting leads into your business? And so really think about that as you build out these landing pages, as you do, you know, this work, are you actually driving enough traffic to them in order for them to convert? I mean, we're not talking 100% here, people, conversions. We're talking 50%. So if two people land on the page, one of them is going to convert. The more people you have land on the page, the more you implement these six steps in terms of conversions, the the better it will ultimately be, right? The faster your email list will grow. So if you need support with kind of mapping out your marketing strategy, I encourage you to check out Brand Mary Academy. We'll let you know when doors open. You can go to brandmaryacademy.com. And also in the meantime, you can go grab my content calendar. Um, you can go to brandmary.com slash content and you can grab my free content calendar that's going to talk a little bit more about the power of SEO, how to plan 90 days of content in advance. So you make sure that you're consistently talking about your lead magnet. You're consistently marketing it so you can consistently, A, drive traffic to your new beautiful landing page. So again, go to brandmary.com slash content to go ahead and download your content calendar. All right, next week, I've got a really fun episode for you. We're going to take a little break from the marketing talk. We've been talking about it for a while. Don't get me wrong. I love it so much. But there is something else that's truly, truly a passion of mine when it comes to sustainability. Marketing is one element of a sustainable business. 
But another one is rest and play. So next week, I'm going to talk a little bit more about an experiment that I did last year where I made sure I took off one week every quarter from my business. I'm going to talk a little bit more about what I learned, how I prep for it, how I prep my clients, and what I'm aiming to do this year. So I hope you'll join me next week for a new episode where I'm going to share more about my week or I don't know, maybe weeks this year of rest. As always, thanks so much for tuning in. If you have any follow-up questions about this episode, be sure to Send me a DM over on Instagram. You can find me at Michelle Knight Co. And if this episode really supported you in marketing your business, please consider and would love if you would write a review. You can go ahead and do that on Apple Podcasts. Again, it's the primary podcast. And we really, really appreciate you taking the time. I really, really, really appreciate you taking the time to complete a review. All right. I'll be back next week with a new episode. Have an amazing week.